Salutations, motherfuckers. How are you guys? Uh, welcome back. Uh, D. Carrie, as per usual, at the Beats on Film Network, and we are talking travel and shit. Your favorite podcast about what was learned and experienced from travel, a little bit more than the how it happened. The how-to is very important, but I thrive in the what was learned. So today, not necessarily talking about any trips that I've taken in particular, but more so a topic in general. Um, I saw um, an article on Facebook about um, seatback cameras. It was posted, I want to say, February 23rd. Well, I don't want to say that's the date that it was posted. February 23rd on uh, HuffPost. And it basically highlights that um, American, United Airlines, and Singapore have these seatback monitors. Like, you know how you have the monitor in the back of the seat ahead of you. But the manufacturer that is making those monitors actually built them with cameras equipped to be used. Now, Delta has apparently similar what do you call them devices in their chairs but they declined to respond however american said that they're not using the cameras that they were built in that way and that one of the possible features that they'd be used for in the future would be uh seat to seat video conferencing now i don't travel for business but um any of you that are business travelers, let me know if that's even something you guys would do on the plane. I'm thinking that if you're on the plane, you're either going to sleep or you're going to, you know, catch up on emails or solo shit. Like, I don't necessarily want to work with you while I'm on the plane and then work with you when I land. Like, I'm, I can't personally think that that's something that I would be interested in doing. So... Yeah, it was American, United, and Singapore Singapore all said that they never activated the cameras and have no plans to use them. Um, personally, I don't see what the use of a camera in the seat. Just You just want to sit there and stare at me, doing what? Now, I mean, I'm trying to think of, and I'd read someplace that the actual airplane already has cameras. Um, what the fuck is this? The airplane actually has cameras, so I don't understand what seatback cameras would be better able to detect. I guess it's going to show, you know, what passenger is more nervous than another. But you have some people that are just scary flyers. They just don't, you know, they're anxious about air, uh, air travel. So I don't see how it can be preventative. I could see if it were something that in some shape or form would be like a safety feature or a safety measure that there would be some way of explaining its use and therefore, you know, justifying its presence. But one of the gentlemen that actually mentioned that, well, I guess the guy that noticed the devices first suggested that they put like stickers over the cameras if they're not being used. Um, I mean, I don't walk around with stickers, but if it were something that really bothered me, then I would, you know, just cover the camera while I'm sitting there. But I just don't, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck there would be to look at just by, you know, surveilling someone while they're sitting on the airplane. 
But that also got me to thinking there was a Airbnb controversy where there was this period where people were finding cameras in the uh, homes that they were renting. And I found this Fast Company article back in January where a gentleman ended up getting his money refunded after a whole, you know, runaround because his he and his family were renting in one home and the owner disclosed that there were cameras at the front door. And of course, that's fine. Like even I've stayed at a house where there were cameras at the front door or they say cameras in, say, you know, common spaces like the living room, which I don't spend time in anyway, honestly. When I'm in an Airbnb, unless I have the whole house to myself, I'm not sitting in your living room so that I can hang out necessarily and talk to you. Unless I have a really dope, uh, oh, yeah, take that back. My last Airbnb host was really incredible so we sat in her dining room she made us pizza so we had wine had pizza we sat and talked so yeah occasionally I could see you sitting in the living room or the dining room with your host but you know private I mean uh public spaces and common areas I totally understand that you want to make sure that if you're saying that there are to be no guests that you know someone doesn't bring guests into the home or something gets broken or, you know, something goes missing. I can get that. But of course, private spaces like bedrooms and bathrooms should not have cameras. Well, he ended up finding a camera in, hold on, let me pull it up, because I feel like it was in one of the bedrooms. Scooby, scoop, 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 scoop. It just says the rentals rooms. Yeah, he rented an Airbnb with his family during the stay. He noticed something weird. Two white objects hiding in plain sight in the rentals rooms. It was a security camera, which Bacon found unsettling. I was shocked and immediately unplugged them. Smart. But, um... There's a movie about that, right? Was there? There's two of them on um, Netflix. Netflix? What movies? Uh, 14 cameras or 13 cameras. I, I have that in my save. I can't watch scary stuff by myself. Mm-hmm. What's the other one, though? I think 14 cameras and 13 cameras. I'm saying 12 cameras or 13 cameras, one of them. Okay. Just cameras. I know, um, there's a, oh, I think I watched something with my mom. Oh, do you mean you? Everybody keeps talking about you. I love you. This, but it had nothing to do with No, not that. with cameras? Mm-hmm. Okay. 14 cameras is the one. Yeah, that's in my, uh, watch later. Thing, Cause I keep saying I'm gonna, cause it looks really good. I just know I'm gonna be weirded out. Yeah. But yeah. Oof. Gosh. But yeah. So I'm glad that he unplugged it and then tried to solve the problem because that whole hey I'm gonna call you while the problem is still going on thing just never really made sense to me. But um, it makes note in the article makes sure to note in the article and this is a fast company article. This is uh from January 16th. Um. It says, when he reported his findings to Airbnb, the platform said the host properly disclosed the camera because of a picture in the listing. The picture shows one of the rooms with the camera. In the foreground is a couch and a TV, along with three oddly placed pictures on the wall in the background. If you squint your eyes and look to the left corner, you can see a white object. It's not obviously a camera. Um, But the gentleman says that's what Airbnb considered proper disclosure. So that makes me uncomfortable. That because I'm supposed to, like, it basically implies that you're supposed to scrub across 
the pictures that they're posting to see if there are cameras when it can just easily be disclosed. So I see that argument and I raise you. Um, but yeah, there was an update to the article and it says that, um, and I mentioned earlier, he ended up getting a refund, but um, that was after he, of course, you know, had to make a fuss over it. Um, so on Airbnb's site, on their site, uh, listed under hosting help, it says, what are Airbnb's rules about electronic surveillance devices and listings? Um, our standard and expectations require that all members of Airbnb community respect each other's privacy. More specifically, we require hosts to disclose all surveillance devices in their listings. And we prohibit any surveillance devices that are in um, that are in or that observe the interior of certain private spaces, such as bedrooms and bathrooms, regardless of whether they're whether they've been disclosed. So public areas, period. And they have to be disclosed. I'm on board for that. Um Rules for hosts, if you are hosting, you have any type of surveillance device in or on a listing, even if it's not turned on or hooked up, we require that you indicate its presence in your house rules. We also require that you disclose if an active recording is taking place. If a host discloses the device after booking, Airbnb will allow the guests to cancel their reservation and receive a refund. Host cancellation penalties may apply. So, um, note, check the house rules. I like to check the house rules because, um... There are certain things that I don't want to be responsible for when I book a certain location. I know that in Seattle, they're very, very, very big on recycling. It's huge out there. And if you click on the house rules for um, apartments and rooms and spaces in Seattle, they will basically break down to you, you're responsible for recycling, this is how you're supposed to do it, this is why it's important, these are the fines if it's not done appropriately. So I made a point of making sure to check all the house rules to see if I was going to be the one that was responsible for doing all of that sorting and putting shit in the right spot and all that other kind of stuff. So little things like that can be found in the house rules. I've also found where um, a host will re, uh, what do you call it, will require a security deposit and they'll list it in the house rules. Now, for the most part, if I see it in the house rules, I'm just gonna not opt to choose that location. I remember there was one spot, I don't remember, I think it might've been for this last trip in Norway. Uh, she had in the house rules that you know, there's like a $400 deposit or some shit like that. But um, I messaged her I messaged her about it and mentioned that it wasn't in the price detail, like in the breakdown when you go to book. So she mentioned that she kind of does require the deposit, but it wasn't in any of the price requirements. So, excuse me, that was kind of weird. I didn't like that, so that's one thing to take note of when you're booking your accommodations with Airbnb. Airbnb, it's not like my grandma. Hi, grandma. Um, definitely check the house rules. Damn, I find damn, that... Damn Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my Nana's good for messing up my friends' names all the time. Like, all the time. Krista is never Krista. It's Christia. Uh, and she, she, it's so cute because she finds, like, the cutest ways to mess stuff up, and it's just like... Yes, Grandma, I know exactly who you're talking about. You call whatever you want, because I know they don't give a damn. Um, yeah, so in the house rules, and there's also a section for rules 
for the guests. If you're a guest, um, standards and expectations require that you not spy on other people or otherwise violate others' privacy. Our policy prohibits the use of a surveillance device by guests to monitor a host or any third party present in the listing without the consent of that person. We encourage you to discuss the use of surveillance devices using Airbnb's messaging feature. Um, so they definitely don't want you recording people either. Don't be a creeper, guys. But um, yeah, I am very pleased that all these things are supposed to be noted and disclosed. Uh, I don't think that that necessarily covers the existence of all cameras. If someone really wants to be a creeper, if somebody really wants to be, um, you know, intrusive and violate your personal space like that, then, you know, they definitely can find a way. But that's with all crimes. There are laws against everything, and people break laws every day. Um, oh, man, I don't have my necklace on. I really hope I left it home. It makes me nervous. Um, but it, um, I can't say it's one of those things that I've ever really been worried about because I live in New York City, and that's actually a really good segue to my next point. Um, with surveillance cameras being everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean everywhere. How concerned are you really with being recorded while you're on vacation? Now, I work in Manhattan and I pass some residential buildings on my way to work. And I've noticed that a lot of those buildings have uh, cameras on the outside that record activity outside the door, especially now that people have these ring bells. My dad loves the shit. He bought, you know, he's got one on the house. He bought my grandma one, both of my grandparents, uh, soon to have one, but especially, uh, my dad's mom. Cause you know, she's there by herself. So he's spazzing out like, what are you doing opening the door? Like I got you the bell and the, I showed you how to work it so that you could see who it is. How'd you know it was us? She's like, cause I knew you were coming. That's not the point. You're supposed to chat. But it's like, you know, it's an especially um, useful tool for, you know, people that are concerned about loved ones that live on their own. Or if you, you know, have children that are going to be home by themselves for a certain amount of time or a plethora of different reasons why you can be concerned with whom or what is, you know, around your property. Uh, so plenty of these doorbells are, you know, gracing the homes of houses across the city. Um, well, the nation, honestly, we know this, but I'm speaking in terms of my interactions and my contacts. But I definitely noticed them on um, my way to work where they've got the little display screen in front of the building as well. So I can see myself walking by and being recorded as I'm passing the door. Um, for the longest, I hated it. I was just like, this is so fucking stupid, these, you know, uppity-ass Manhattan people. But then it's just like, yeah, my dad is one of these people now because he's recording everybody because it just records. It's cars passing by, people walking by. You're being recorded everywhere. You walk into a gas station, you're being recorded. You walk into a bank, you're being recorded. You walk into the mall, you're being recorded. Every fucking where you go, we're being recorded to the extent that we're very desensitized to it because I feel like there's, we're not, the average person isn't shopping online because they don't want to be recorded going into a location. The average person is shopping online because they don't want to fucking leave the house or because they would like the flexibility of ordering from, you know, someplace that may be cheaper or someplace that has, you know, um, a larger variety of options or what have you. But when it comes to 
things that are a little more private, as in the things that you do in the privacy of, quote, your own home or whether or not that home be a home abroad or your home actually home, I can obviously see the level of concern for being recorded. When you're out and about in the street, most people with sense are less likely to do anything that would be considered private or, you know, something that you wouldn't want caught on camera. So how uncomforting or how much thought have you considered or put into, if you will, being recorded when you are abroad? Like, I'm sure stores in Sweden have cameras. I'm sure, um, you know, businesses and restaurants or, I don't know, um, what do you call those places? Um, Nail salons or something, like, because I wouldn't say a spa per se, because there's, I, I would assume a certain level, a certain expectation of privacy, especially like in those changing areas, of course, but common areas, cameras. I know when I travel, people always are quick to mention, oh my God, you do this by yourself. You're not scared. You're not nervous. No, I'm not. Oh, I've seen so many Taken movies. I could never do that by myself. Well, I mean, like, what is it that you are, what story are you telling in your mind? I don't know why I just thought of, like, cornflakes. (laughs) That is so fucking random. Sorry, y'all, but I could, like, see them and smell them. I could really go for a bowl of cornflakes. Something's happening? No, I just want some cornflakes. I don't know. It's very random. I'm looking at what you, like, you're buying equipment and shit, and I'm thinking of cornflakes. Yeah. All right. I don't know why the two, the, I don't know what the, I was talking about Liam Neeson, camera equipment, and cornflakes. All right. Enjoy that little uh, tidbit there. But, um, hey, Andre. I'm on live now. Um, you guys just got shout-outs on the podcast, Joe and uh, Andre. Thanks for uh, tuning in. But, um, yeah, so Liam Neeson, cornflakes aside, um, what exactly – I can think of a ton of ways things can go totally left, totally left, right? Um, I'm a very imaginative person, and I can tell a shit ton of stories. I am a storyteller. But I can't see how there being surveillance cameras someplace, because in my mind, I'm thinking, if there's a camera, someone is watching the type of people that come in here so that they can follow them and set up some type of ambush and snatch you. And by you, I mean me. Like, that's the story I would tell myself if I were to be extra concerned or uh, worried about cameras abroad. Um, Speaking of cameras abroad, that made me think of the whole Snowden thing with um, digital surveillance. Um, I am not 100 percent. I'm not like the most well-versed person in the um, entire, I don't want to say scandal, but scandal. But um, it's actually featured in the Spy Museum in Manhattan. I had gone to the uh, Spy Museum, which is a really fun date, by the way, guys. Um, Went to the Spy Museum, and there are a lot of different interactive parts to it. There's where you kind of snake through lasers. Then um, 
there's a bunch of riddles and puzzles and questions you answer, all combined with um, educational stuff, like, you know, information on early spy tricks, spying during the war, and, um, you're welcome, and, um, you know, different, it's very interactive. So my two favorite things were, of course, the lasers, and then the second one, there's this huge room that you go into, and you're at, like, this little podium that's got a bunch of uh, headphones. And so you put the headphones on and you're surrounded by like 26 different um, surveillance screens around the room. And they basically tell you, look at the screens, take them in, and then you're basically uh, playing as the, um, what do you call it, like the command center, if you will, for um, someone that's on on the scene or on, what do you call it? Like, not the scene, but in the field. You're Like, someone that's in the field is going to call back to you, and they're saying, like, where's this person? And so in the earphones, they're telling you, look for the guy in the, in the blue T-shirt. And so you've got to scan all of these cameras or remember where you last saw the guy with the blue T-shirt, and then, like, you punch in, like, whatever um, number the screen is or something. I don't know. It was wild cool. But... Um, in terms of digital surveillance in that area, they definitely mentioned um, the Snowden disclosures and how, you know, of course, that shook the country back in, what, 2012, 2013. And I'm a regular civilian. I am of no real importance. And I don't mean that in the sense of I don't value myself, but... In the larger picture of national security, I'm of no importance, you know? Um, so what What all, I, I am not worried about being surveilled. I'm not really worried about being tapped. I'm not worried about those types of intrusions. But one of the things that I do worry about when I'm traveling is hackers, um, public Wi-Fi, Public Wi-Fi to me is like one of the scariest things to put yourself um, in the space to be, I guess, abused in. Because we all know how clutch Wi-Fi is. We all know how important Wi-Fi is, especially when you're traveling. Those international roaming rates and all of that shit are insane. Um, certain countries, I know I have AT&T, so I have one of those, um, I don't know if it's necessarily an international plan. Well, actually, it's got to be an international plan because I don't think I have to even call them anymore when I let them know that I'm leaving the country. But as soon as I leave the country, as long as I am in one of the... Um, the places that they have on, like, these lists of places to go where services are um, allowed, I use my phone the exact same way that I would do if I were home. And it's an extra $10 every day. But I know when I was in Cuba, you had to go to the Wi-Fi park, you sat there, you had the little card, you logged in that way, and that is how you had access to anything going on. Hey, Celine, how are you? What's up, Lucky? Um... So there was a ton of people sitting in these random parks all using Wi-Fi at the same time. So not only did I doubt 
the level of, secu- of security in my connectivity and my connection out there, um, you also are very hyper aware that the people that are all around you also are aware that you're on this Wi-Fi service. Like you're on, you're using the Wi-Fi. So, I mean, if I were going to hack somebody, to me, that's the perfect fucking place to do it because this is what I know you're here to do. If you're going to order something online, if you're going to, you know, book an excursion, if you're going to, you know, make a an important phone call or, you know, check your bank accounts and all of those kind of stuff. This is where you're going to do it. Um, so stuff like that, that's the only thing about digital surveillance and, um, you know, surveillance abroad that kind of creeps me out. Just knowing that being, I don't use public Wi-Fi in New York. I'd rather just not make a call. I'd rather just not have access Um Don't connect to it with a device that has important info on it. Okay. um, Joe is saying that uh, you shouldn't connect to it with a device that has important info on it. But the only device that I carry around is my cell phone. I don't have an iPad. I don't carry my laptop with me. And my phone does have my bank information. I do use um, Apple Pay. I use, you know, all of that when on my phone. All that has access to my phone. My passwords are saved for different, you know, um, accounts that you log into to check balances and you check, um, you know, just different accounts that have personal information, your email address, something as simple as that. You need to check on an email because you've got a, um, a PDF or something that you have to update or at least get information from, or someone is sending you, I don't know, um, specs for an event that you have to pick up shit for or whatever. Um, you know, I feel like our cell phones have so much private information on them. And regardless of whether or not you, um, you know, are one of those people that has different passwords for everything and, you know, you are good at in making sure that it's that whole, what, what do they make you do? Like, all the different shit they make you do when you need a password. It's, like, the most ridiculous. Like, it has to be a capital, it has to be lowercase, it has to have a symbol, it has to have four numbers, and it has to be a total of 72 letters. I hate all that shit because, honestly, like I said, I don't think I'm that important. But, um, yeah, I, I really do feel that even if you weren't logging in with like a computer or something like that, that there is definitely some level of important information. And Andre is saying, if you have an Android device, you can download Opera VPN for free. And um, iOS users can download a VPN app, but most of them are paid. CAPTCHA, C-A-P-T-C-H-A, for all of you techies out there. Um, so what does, uh, what's the VPN? I don't know what that is. Um, uh, something pin number or verified. Um, I guess that in my mind, that's going to be something that allows you some extra level of security or uh, privacy. Oh, there you go. Virtual private network. Okay, so it's like black web for your phone kind of thing, I guess. Um So I guess whatever you, I don't know, that's something you guys can uh, definitely look into if you are really uncertain about what it is you are um, exposing 
the public to uh, virtual private networks, guys, VPNs. There are Android and iOS options to protect you. So thank you for that, Andre. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, so with cameras abroad, I don't see how they would be used any differently than they would be used here. I believe that as long as they are kept within or in the space of public areas, then what is your level, your expectation of privacy? I like saying privacy, you know, it just sounds extra fancy. But um, your expectation of privacy is zilch. You're in public. You have, um, you know, a ton of people walking around you. So if these people can see you and have access to you, what's the difference between a camera having, you know, access to you visually as well? Same thing with um, audio. I'm thinking you're not smart people, I think. And this is why I used to hate, um, what, do you, what, what did you call it when people would chirp on the next tells with the, the whole, basically the speakerphone conversation and then people that speak and have their entire conversation on speakerphone. This is why I don't ride the bus if I don't need to, and I generally don't need to. But um, anything that you need to say privately should not be held in a conversation in public. Certain things, of course, may come up that you know you don't necessarily want someone else to hear, and if you have the opportunity to step someplace private, then by all means, go have the conversation. But other than that, your level, your expectation of privacy in public is very low. So for me, I am not concerned with um, cameras abroad. Similar with the cameras on the airplane, you got all the crew, you've got everybody else on the plane staring in your face. So a camera staring in your face, I can't really see how that would necessarily invade my privacy any more than just being surrounded by a bunch of other people. Um, I think the idea is kind of useless. I don't understand myself why you would need a camera, you know, facing people in their seats. But, hey, I don't make equipment for planes. Um, Andre noted uh, about a, what a VPN is. Think about when you work from home but have to connect to a file at work. You have to use a VPN connection to get that file. I never had a job that fancy. Well, I did. I never had to work from home. I never had that leisure. But thank you for that breakdown of what a VPN is. So it seems like it just gives you access to remote files from, uh, I guess, a source that doesn't necessarily have access to the same servers or to the same database. That's my understanding of it. Think about when you work from home but not to connect to a file at work. Yeah, I guess. Fancy computer stuff. Not my ministry either. Not what my degree is in. So, yeah, surveillance abroad. Um, I think that the common person, if you will, doesn't really have much to worry about. But that's because we live in a world that is digitalized. Everywhere you go, essentially, is on a camera, whether it be a residential area and all these ring bells or whether it be in a public space such as the mall, the grocery store, um, all that shit. It's cameras everywhere. Don't do shit in public that you don't want anybody to see. Chances are you're being recorded. Um, so just to note that your airplane seat may have a camera in it, so don't pick your nose even if you have the road to yourself. 
And make sure to check the um, house rules in your Airbnb listing because your host has to disclose whether or not there are cameras on their property. And this is also whether or not the cameras are actually running and recording. Whether or not they're being used, it's not supposed to matter. I read that shit out loud for you. So even if they have, you know, cameras just for show, they're supposed to list that. Um, And they are also only supposed to be in private areas. Bathrooms and bedrooms are still, you know, off off limits. Those are not allowed. Um, Those are, of course, the rooms where you're expected to have a certain level of privacy. So, um, oh, and you can't record people either. If you do want to record somebody, then you have to discuss that in the little messaging feature. So cameras abroad, international uh, digital surveillance. Those are my little pieces of two cents. Public areas, you mean only, yeah, I probably said something different. Cameras are only allowed in public areas. Um, those, any type of space where you're expected to have some level of privacy, nicks on the cameras. Where, wherever you might pull your pants down, basically. So that's where you, ain't, that's where you shouldn't find cameras. So, um, hey, Sonia. Uh, that is it for this week, guys. Thank you very much for listening to Travel and Shit. Um, thank you for you guys that joined me on Facebook Live. Generally, we do uh, Facebook Live on Tuesdays, but um, we rescheduled this week. I will have, I'm planning to have a guest next week. Hopefully that works out very well. And uh, we'll have more, um, well, it's actually kind of in line with what this topic was, if we um, if we stick to that. So um, make sure to check us out on the Instagrams. It's T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H-I-T, and underscore. So it's travel and shit on Instagram. I am underscore D Carrie, and it's Carrie like Bradshaw. So it's underscore D-C-A-R-R-I-E. Hey, Nolene, how are you? Um, and also follow Beats on Film. And um, we'll see you guys on the internet. Check us next week. Bye, guys.